you need to know anything about the background of what I'm up to before we start? Yes, definitely. I mean, I'm really excited with your project and uh, I was really happy to see, you know, so many different fields in, in one single list. You have somebody from oil company and then you have a guy from Lego and, and then, then you have someone like me, you know, who's planting forest. So Shell and a forest probably will never fall into the same pit ever again. I don't know. <laughs> We, we don't know, but maybe they should. Maybe, maybe they, they should. I used to teach children's mm. nursing in a university. Okay. Okay. But one of the big things I used to teach was leadership, management, change and research. And I loved it. So then I started going to the business school and hanging around when they had their free talks and a glass of wine. Because I just loved what I was learning. And I didn't want to do an MBA. Mm -hmm. My heart said, that's not for me. And then I was offered a place on a course called a Master's in Innovation, Creativity mm -hmm. and Leadership. Okay. So what happens is, I, I'm thinking, I don't know. Anyway, I do the course. I mm -hmm. absolutely love it. I do modules on creative writing. I do technology for innovation and the psychology of innovation. And I, mm -hmm. I just thrived on it. But what happened was the two modules that really kicked, rocked my world, one was mm -hmm. creative problem solving and mm -hmm. one was delivering innovation. Okay. And when the final module, they had guest speakers uh -huh. and one person came in and he kind of decided to take on the Bank of England because he didn't like the way the Bank of England was deciding how to use our money when it's our money. And I yeah. opened up my notebook and I scribbled down, oh my God, the man's a complete maverick. And the idea kind of got parked and it incubated and incubated. And then when I had to think about what do I want to do for my thesis, I was like, you know, everything you read, you know, like Steve Jobs is the name everybody associates. And I was like, he can't be the only human being who thinks like this. He just can't be. So yeah. I said to my professor, um, I want to interview my thesis. I want to interview people who think differently. He goes, you can't do that. I went, but you see, if you tell me you can't do something... My whole being says, excuse my language, fuck you, watch me, right? So I started doing it, and I interviewed 29 people. I sent uh -huh. out 250 emails, okay? What? Not one person said, maybe. That's how I started. So anyway, I kept going and persevering and persevering. And then what happened was, um, basically, I, put, I sent the thesis in, and life just changed. I was having such an amazing time that I thought, hang on, this is what I want to do with my life. But because I taught research, uh -huh. I knew that um, people wouldn't pay attention to me. You know, I'm a children's nurse. Who's going to take me seriously? So I thought, 29 people nobody's going to pay attention to. What if I interviewed 100? Then yes. they'll listen. So that's yeah. why. Don't ask me how. But I, this, you saw the names. This is where I am. Richard Branson will be interview 100. Wow. There's, that, there's, that's there, incredible. There's that's no incredible. debate about that. If he says no, which I don't think he will because he seems like a nice guy, right? And also, he's already invited five of my mavericks to his island, so I don't see why he shouldn't talk to me. But wow. basically, um, if, he, if he says no, I'm only going to do 99. <laughs> because that okay. place is reserved so for him. That's the benchmark, right? That's the benchmark. I, and the reason for him is quite simple. So many people tell me that they're influenced by him. 
So, so that's how I kind of got here. Okay, so my first question to you. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to do this interview? Oh, well, uh, I was so happy looking at the list. And uh, I mean, the natural reaction is I don't want to disappoint anyone who wants to reach me and talk to me. I mean, why do it, first of all? Yeah. And then I, why I wanted to do so super quick was because it was almost, what, 93 now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're 93, I think. Yeah, yeah. just grab the one which you get. Okay, yeah. excellent. Thank you for your honesty. How would you define a maverick? Hmm. I, I feel that uh, not about maverick, but what I have found that four things which works to to bring a person like me from where I started from to where I am in four years. Uh, number one, uh, you have to be very, 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 very courageous. Okay. So probably okay. a maverick has to be really, very courageous. You know, it doesn't matter what happens. No matter if you, you if you go like hundred percent broke, and um, no matter if you know nothing is moving, and you just have to wait, wait and watch. Uh, that kind of courage, you know, that you have a stupid idea, stupid in in the eyes of whole world, and probably even sounds stupid. To you as well <laughs> at, at, at some times, right. but you have to have the courage of of living with it, you know, of, of breathing it yeah. every you know in and out. Okay. So I think number one is courage. Yeah. And second is talent. Okay. You just can't be a stupid courageous person. Okay. You, okay. <laughs> you can't be a courageous fool. You have to be smart at the same time and and keep your sanity intact. Okay. Um, all the aversions should not, you know pull you away uh, that, you know, you are a smart guy and there is another field where you can make your money, you know, so there is no need to suffer like this in one single field where you are not making money. All these things will happen, you know, in, in, in the whole journey of your declaration to be a part of that list which okay. you are making yeah. from, you know, a, a, a Toyota factory engineer. Okay, so, so, so courage and talent. Yeah. And yeah. And, and then, the, you have to be realistic. Every maverick or any, any, anyone you know, who has big plans has to be very, very realistic. If I wouldn't have been realistic, I wouldn't, would have been an activist. An activist who just says, you know, use Miyawaki method to plant these forests, yeah, yeah, you yeah. should plant the forest, and okay. you are doing it wrong, you are doing it wrong, corporations, industrial agriculture, everything going on in this world is wrong and only I am right, but nobody listens to me. Don't fall in that loop, you know. Okay. You have to be okay. realistic. Okay. Because, because at some point of time, I realized that uh, businesses, business in, in, in particular, is something which works in this world. You call it capitalist world or socialist world or, you know, human world or world of love or world of money. But business is something which goes everywhere. Okay. And, it's, okay. and the show has been running probably, you know, since... Since the time when human civilization would have, you know, even thought of expanding itself, you know. Okay. It was the, the, the kings or rulers, you know, who were building these kingdoms, but it was the businessmen. It was the trade which was, you know, uh, uh, moving things from okay. one point okay. to point B, you know. It was always about business. So, even if you are doing something, something good or something social, something uh, which may sound anti-corporate, 
but it has to be done in a way which works. Okay. And I have seen that Coca-Cola is being sold in, you know, 130, 150 countries. And in a period of 100 years, there has been no philosophy which has grown so wide. There is no religion which has grown so wide. There is no, probably, a single curriculum of, of studying, you know, of, of computer science in India is different from computer science in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Biology in India is, is different from... There is no other thing which has spread, you know, so wide and so deep. You go to uh, some forest in uh, Am Amazonia, you yeah. know, and, and you have a, a bottle of Coke, you know, you can buy, yeah. buy a Coca-Cola there. And uh, that's, that's a business. That's, that's how businesses penetrate deep into, you know, the society, culture, geographies, irrespective of everything, if money is being made. Okay. Everyone in the whole cycle joins the, the, the train. Okay, okay, yeah. wonderful. That's so, the reason you have to be realistic. Practical. Okay. So if businesses work, jump onto making it a business. Okay. And fourth one is empathy. I think uh, you have to just soothe everything, you know, with this added layer of empathy in everything. So as you said, you know, Richard Branson, he will definitely come on the list. I can quite feel it, you know, why you feel that he will come on the list and why he would feel that he has to be part of it. Because the, the, the whole show of, the whole, whole, whole glue of empathy, you know, uh, that's something which takes you to places. Okay. You have to be, you have to be really, really, really uh, grounded probably to be a maverick. I, 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 won't, I won't say that, uh, uh, I, I don't have a evaluation or, or, or a comparison whether I am empathetic or not. Yeah. But what I have seen is uh, that humility, that the genuine uh, human yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, sense of humility, that's something you know you you it just goes everywhere. Whether yeah. you are in Canada or India or Brazil or you are poor or rich or you work or you are an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. It, if you're interested in that, it's yeah. it's all about the field of authentic leadership. Authentic leadership. Yeah. Okay, I'm making a note here. <laughs> no worries. I, I remember I taught this in a classroom and empathy for 10 years. Uh-huh. And if I can't show empathy to a kid who's just come in and broke his leg, uh-huh. I'm screwed. Okay? Yes. You know, so, well, I, I didn't even know, you know, the word empathy like three years ago. But uh, when I was being interviewed for my Ashoka Fellowship, right. That, right, that time everything was about empathy, empathy, empathy. And I was like, what the hell is this? Empathy? <laughs> you should be able to feel. And, uh, okay, that happens. I didn't know that it's called empathy. Right. <laughs> my next question is, yes. why do you think you're a maverick? I don't think so, I'm a maverick. I mean, come on. No. I just, I'm just a guy who plant trees and, and live a happy life. Okay, okay. Put, put it this way. Let me decide if you're a maverick or not. Because if you're not, you won't be getting space number 93 on that logo. I, I don't want to fit into no, a no, 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 no. It's not about fitting in. It's about, is this person who I think it is? Or is he just a genuinely good human being with a decent yeah. business idea? Yes. So, yeah. the London School of Economics actually developed a maverickism scale. Okay. I'm going to give you seven statements and you just need to say true, false, can't decide. Okay? okay? People tell me that I'm a maverick or words to that effect. Mm, true. Okay. Okay. 
I have a knack for getting things right when least expected. Oh yes, I, I, I can do that. Okay. I have a way of solving problems which is different from other people. Oh yes, yes, in a way yes. Every client I work with, they... They, 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 they kind of have this wow effect when they look at the sheets which, which we post from them. Okay. All and say, okay, these are the project manual skills. Okay. Yeah, this happened yesterday, so I know that. I, I am much more productive than other people. Can't say. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm still jealous of so many people who get so many things done. Okay. Much than I do, I think. I have very unusual talents. No, come on, I'm just a normal guy. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm generally underestimated by people. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you only fit into a list with Richard Branson. So definitely I'm not being underestimated here. Okay. I do things differently and better than most people when I work. Yes. Okay. Why do you do things differently? Because it, it's mm, the only things which I have been touching since the very beginning of my career uh, were the things which I felt, you know, that there is some imperfection and we have to polish it a little bit. So when it was uh, automobile industry, I, I, I did engineering and it took me one year, you know, one year long struggle to get into Toyota. It was a very tough. Uh, entry out of okay. 750 people they interviewed they just recruited seven okay and I somehow you know made it to that difficult and my score my engineering score was the lowest amongst these these seven people okay but uh, the determination to get into Toyota for one year the reason why why I had to do it was I did a project in engineering and I had this thought of, you know, that this machine has to be there on the shop floor of, of, of manufacturing plants. So it, it, it compresses the scrap and, you know, save the space and everything. But I had a few ideas which I, I, I saw that, you know, they have to get implemented. And when I got into Toyota, the first thing which I started doing was in the first four, five, six months was to, you know, have the checklist of this done, 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 implemented, implemented. Okay. And and, and that resulted in, in, in getting me a lot of work at Toyota. So how much I did in Toyota in just two and a half years, comparatively, it's like four to five times more than what an engineer gets exposed to. Okay. And I think both of these things complement each other because I love to explore. And at the same time, I love to, you know, I'm like, I'm that guy, if there is a painting, you know, a little bit tilted on the wall. Yeah. And I'm the first person, you know, to go and yes. make it straight. So, um, it's it's just, I mean, I can make things just 10% better. Yeah. But to make, these, make this 10% different difference, it takes like two, three times more amount of work. Yes. Okay. Which, okay. Which has, yeah. So, with what you're doing now... Can you give me an example of what you do differently and how? Okay. Uh, what I do now is making these forests. And how different we are from anyone else's. <clears throat> Industrialization is one of the things, you know, which has 
taken over the world in the mm-hmm. past 200 years. Everywhere you go, you know, you know, right from the products you use, and everything is boxed, it's industrial, it's mass-produced. This change has happened so quickly that there should be something, you know, phenomenally great working behind it. And that's the industrial way of doing things. Okay. Now, let's come to nature, or let's come to, to, to the way we interact with nature. Our life is dependent on clean air, clean water, fresh air, and healthy food. If these three essentials are not there, we, we're just going to die. Okay. That comes from nature, not from industry. Okay. But when we look at nature, we look at it as an accessory. You know, it is never essential. It's always like, oh, well, I can live in a big apartment and my food comes from supermarket and my energy comes from these wires. There is coal burning somewhere. But you, we always forget that everything started from a point where it was a natural ingredient. And, you know, we have, we have mined the ore out of uh, mountains and then, you know, we have a car made out of steel. But it, nature is never looked as an industry. And environmental enhancement, environmental enhancement is never looked upon in the same way in the same urge using which we look at industry. Okay. So, so today a new company, a new country get liberated and everyone talks about, you know, we have to increase the GDP, we have to bring more industries in and all the investment should happen in factory and everything. Everyone is all about, you know, how much the industry is going to produce. But what about the nature? If if your environmental degradation happens at the same pace at which you know your industry levels, your GDP are rising, it will meet up meet at a point where you will have enough of industry but no food to eat. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah, you will have enough. Yeah, of yeah, industry. yeah, yeah. Makes so complete sense. Why not, why not use the same principles of industry, the industry which can produce one car in every thirty seconds, the industry which can you know, produce, which can sell their product in 130 countries, which is just a sugar, water, drink, 130 countries, you know, 1 billion glasses every day. Why not use the same principles of the industry, apply it to ecology, and just enhance nature at the same pace at which you have lost? And you already have the tools, you have the internet, you have the engineers, you have, you have everything to get it done. You, all you need, you know, is right mindset. And I come with that mindset, which take the principle from industry, apply it to ecology, and, you know, make these super fast-growing forests in just three years. What? And to be honest, yeah. just the, the yeah, last yeah. one, yeah, to yeah, be come. honest, it's not my methodology. I've taken Miyawaki from his... Yeah, academy, yeah, I saw the paper. And, and in industry from Toyota, club them together, and it works. And I make money in the process. Um, welcome to my world, number 93. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, um, I will tell you why I'm saying that at the end. Okay. Is what you do equated to the bottom line? So, is this all about money or something else for you? Why do you do this? Number one, yes, it's very much about money. Maybe not all about money, but it's very much about money. Okay. I want everyone who makes forest or work in the field of ecology. To be looked upon with the same with the same lens through which you look at a person who works at Wall Street. Okay. Okay. To a person, you know, who is a doctor, who is an engineer. A tree planter, 
A tree hugger should not be a hippie. A tree hugger should be the same person who lives a life, a, a, a good professional life, by planting trees and fit into the same civic, you know, uh, 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 society where you have doctors, you have engineers, you have uh, lawyers, you have people who work on Wall Street, and you have person who, you know, plant trees, makes forests, and just do it as professionally as anyone else is doing their job. You can do it only if you pay industrial standard salaries. A doctor should make enough money to, you know, take care of his livelihood and his family and everything. But what about those guys, you know, who, who, who are risking their lives for sake of environment, who are climbing these trees, hugging these trees, you know, just to stop the devastation. It is their man, man hours being consumed in the whole process. And uh, what do we do with them? It has to take a shape. The whole thing has to take a shape where it is as professional as, you know, it sounds like a forest, a company which makes, makes forests. We have been taken so very seriously by big corporations like Samsonite is one of our clients. Just imagine if I would have been an activist and uh, I would have been running a non-profit organization, the doors of a company, a company as big as Samsonite always have been closed. Yeah, yeah. But the moment, we are doing exactly the same thing and we would have done exactly the same job as a non-profit what, with the same acumen with which we do as a, as a, as a, as a business. But the doors it, open, it, it opens and, and the kind of uh, respect you get out of what you do and the kind of money you earn, that sets a bar where, you know, only very, very, very enormously serious guys who want to deliver, they can sit. And rest of all of people, you know, who just claim that they, they want to enhance the environment and they are tree huggers and they love trees. If you are not delivering, just shut your shop, shut your mouth, go away. If you are as serious as giving your, you know, 10 hours a day and, and really delivering results, you know, come into the business, plant trees, make money, deliver results, keep your client happy, the one who is spending money to make, make these forests, and be yourself, you know, you achieve, achieve, have, have your own achievement of converting a barren piece of land into a forest in just two, three years. I mean, nothing can beat that. No amount of money can give you the same feeling which you get by converting a barren piece of land into a forest. No Wall Street uh, bonus can, you know, match <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. I love the fact that you're so honest about your why, which is, which is what's making this piece of work so powerful for me. People who make money in field of environment or ecology, I don't know why they come with this guilt of, you know, oh yeah, well, it shouldn't be like that. You have to be straightforward. Yeah. And and, and that's where you earn your respect, right? By, by being straightforward. Yeah. Is any part of being a maverick to do with autonomy over your life? Hmm. In a, I don't know, I've not lived long enough to... Have have a conclusive answer, uh, but yes, uh, it's important to have autonomy till a stage where you are sorted in a way where you don't have responsibilities of others on your head. Okay. You can be on your own. Okay. Uh, at least uh, when 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 you are in your twenties to thirties, that's the most critical crucial time. 
uh, I think that time if you have like uh, a family to feed or you know you're already married and stuff I think that's where uh, the risk becomes big okay. very big so I don't know uh, it, it helped in my case my parents are very supportive of uh, what I have been doing always you know whether it was working in Toyota or uh, uh, starting the company they were a little reluctant but at the same time very supportive okay so, so I had absolute autonomy of making my decisions of, you know, how long to. But just imagine if I would have got a dependent family on me. Mm. Uh, then, you know, uh, a forest would have been my part-time, my, my second job. Okay. So, yeah, autonomy helps. You said, you said in the beginning when I asked you to define a maverick, yeah, um, about talents. My next question is... Does doing things differently require certain skills, talents, mindsets? And if so, what are they? I think uh, the kind of talent we are talking about here is if a musician cooks a dish, he comes with a background which is music. And when he's cooking, when, when he's cooking in the kitchen, the, it's, it's the musician, you know, who's, who's doing the cooking. Right. And you don't know where this application of the knowledge and wisdom happens, but it happens. Okay. And okay. that's where magic happens. So it cannot be a, a, a classroom training or it cannot be a skill training in the same field which can make the difference. But you learn something else and you apply it to something else and, and that's where, you know, you... This this fusion is what mm. what mm. what the magic is. So yeah. I think that kind of talent. When you are that, and that's why courage. When you are courageous enough yeah. to go yeah. to a new field with a totally different kind of talent and 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 still make things happen. Yes, yes. and it's really interesting it's, because a lot of the Mavericks have done just that. Leonardo da Vinci. Uh huh. Probably one of the biggest Mavericks in the world did exactly that. He's a, you know, these people, they're like what I call polymaths. They have lots of different knowledge from different areas, but they take it from our area and stick it into an area where yeah. most people and, would and, think it doesn't yeah. belong. And, and you know why that happens? Because they don't know anything else. They're so much into their field, the previous field, that when they get into a new field, they just don't know anything else. So all they know is apply, you know, whatever. Okay, know. okay, okay. <laughs> What are the challenges to being a maverick? Um, you get pissed off when when uh, nobody understands you. <laughs> that's right. the biggest challenge. Okay. Okay. And, and 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 to keep so that's that's where the empathy comes in. You have to be a people person, though you know that nobody is getting you know what 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 you mean. And you can't shout on them, you, you can't scream, you just have to get things done your way. So you have to listen to them so many times over and then, you know, repeat what you have to explain till the point they understand. It may take a day, it may take an year, but you have to, you, you have to stick with it. Okay. And, okay. And, and that's the biggest challenge to get your idea through because you alone can't solve the whole thing. Excellent. You need a team, and yes. the team has to be convinced. Okay. That convincing will take a lot of time. Okay. What's been the lowest point of your journey as a maverick? 
<laughs> when uh, I didn't get any. So 2000. If you see my business graph of past four years. Okay. Then there are you know I I'll send you that graph. I think it's it will be interesting. Okay. Uh, you will see you know the bars throughout every month where we have done this business. So 2012. I started my company in 2011. 2012 is a big void, a big blank. <laughs> okay. No business at all. And uh, you reach a point where uh, you start thinking, you start giving it a thought that maybe, maybe everyone else is right, and you are bloody wrong. <laughs> okay. You know, so uh, that's that's the lowest point where you have just a small zero 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 point zero 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 one percent of doubt on 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 your decision. Okay. On 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 your philosophy, uh, even like one small one in a million part of doubt is is the lowest point because there is no uh, uh, stop from there. That one in a million chance will increase to you know uh, once in ten later on. Every okay. time, every time you make a new decision, you you will have a doubt. You will start consulting, and when you start consulting, taking advice, everything just. Fair enough. Yeah. What aspects of your personality or character influence your maverick approach? Mm, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, this is a question which probably others will answer well. People who are close to me, but I think one of the things which I have seen always works is, and it's a character thing. Mm -hmm. If you are a person of good character and honest, it will. Honesty, you know, it it just solves everything. It goes everywhere. Mm. Like one of the examples I'll give you, I'm coming back from a project site, and this project, the, the the person who has given us this project, was trying to get in touch with us for past six months. Okay. And somehow, I don't know how, but somehow, that link never happened. He would have emailed on the company's normal address, and and somehow, you know, he couldn't yeah. reach me, and he got pissed off. And anyways. At last, when I happened to meet this person, we he he came to our office and we had this discussion for like two two and a half hours, and his whole idea about our company totally changed. He used to think, you know, that probably we are a company who who are like uh, super busy in making something else and whatever. I mean, he thought that we are not taking care of our clients as much or. People who are coming to us as much as we were supposed to be, but we had our own constraints. He understood it so well, just because I was damn honest with him. Mm. There was a point when our company had just two people, and we couldn't handle all the queries we are getting, and most of these queries were just inquiries, no business at all. So when it, it took us six months to reach a level where we could answer every email and everything, but but that honesty, you know. It, yeah. it it changed the impression and it has grounded the, the the relationship between this client and us that this company is honest. Whatever money we asked, that one quotation we just sent to them, they wanted to because in India you have to negotiate on everything. You have to bargain oh, on everything. Yep. <laughs> but they wanted to. But I just sent one single line of email that let's not open any room for negotiations because we don't do that. And he understood it so well. Yeah. Just because he knew that these guys are honest. If he's saying so, probably these this is the only company in the country 
But this is the yeah, company which, yeah. which gives you honest rate and, and, and don't negotiate on, on that later. What a lovely story. But it just really well illustrates about just being straight with who you are, what you stand for, and what you need to be paid to do this. Yes. And you can be straightforward if you are very well talented and you know what you know, or what, yeah. you, what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, no point of being straightforward. You, you will sound rude, very rude. <laughs> you know, you only, you only need to bullshit if you've got something to hide. Yes, yes, yeah? yes, yes. Are you born... Or you are you bred a maverick? Okay, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I I think I think uh, it has a lot to do with the family. And now now that you have asked me, uh, I I come from a family where uh, my grandfather's generation was like super rich. Mm -hmm. They used to work mm -hmm. at Kings and everything. He, he was a doctor of King, personal doctor of King and okay. you know, like a, a rich family. Then my grandfather passed away and my father was just eight months old and everything, you know, they lost their fortune and everything and, and they were like on streets at, when, when my father was four years old and my grandmother had seven children. She went into a house which belonged to her uh, that was the only piece of property they had. Okay. And they, they, they had to live a very, 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 very struggling life. I mean, my father uh, started working when he was like six years old. And he, he used to work on a bookshop. And while, while he was studying, so he used to study, being there in the bookshop, you know, just studying there. And, and, and he did as, he, he led, you know, a very... A uh, nice life with a nice career and making a big house, which probably you would have never dreamt, you know, mm. because coming from such such uh, poor background, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a kind of sign curve, you know. If okay. It's there in your genes, you know. Some somewhere you are going to pick pick it up. Okay. I think yes. So uh, probably a maverick can 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 be born as well. Because I never faced such harsh circumstances which my father would, mm -hmm. father had. Uh, it was kind of a, a, a compulsion. They had to work so hard. Mm. But what about me? I, I, I was living in a house where everything was being taken care of and my college tuition fee was, you know, done by, paid by my father. And, 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 and when I started making money from my jobs, I had to never pay them and everything. Everything was fine. Yeah. I don't know this bug of just getting things hard way pulled me out of my good high paying job at Toyota and made me to start this company. Which okay. Okay. I think, so I think, yeah, I, think I think you've answered the next question because my next question was, do you think your childhood in any way impacted on your being a maverick? And the fact that you know your father's story... Yeah. has an impact in some way. But you know what? I, 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 I'm talking about my father's story now. Uh, as a child, it didn't matter to me at all. Yeah. And, and and one more thing, what I have seen is different uh, between uh, childhoods of other friends and mine was I never watched TV. We, we didn't have a working TV in my house. Okay. So I was like six years old to 15 we had a TV, but 
it didn't work and I don't know, somehow me and my, my sister, it never occurred to us that, you know, this box should be working. Okay. So, yeah, we were not like TV kids. We never wa- watched TV. And I think because of that, uh, I, I always had, you know, so much time on, on my disposal. I used to read books. I, I had joined like two libraries and used to read all those thick novels, which probably, you know, people read in their adulthood. I used to read, I used to read a lot. And I think uh, that would have played a very vital role in shaping my my, my thinking today. Okay. Because TV is bullshit, yeah. Okay. okay. How is your enthusiasm and drive and energy related to being a maverick? Oh, well, uh, this is what my executive director, uh, my friend and company says. He says that I, I sleep less, I work very hard. Those things are there. But I think they are like a mandatory thing, even if you're a maverick or not. If you, if you run a company, you have to work hard. Mm-hmm. There is no, no other way, you know. There is no excuse. Nobody is going to do your job because you are there at the top. Mm-hmm. There is no one, you know, above you. Okay. Behind. But the enthusiasm uh, is very much related to how much you are getting to create. Right. If if you fall in that loop where you have to take care of day-to-day business and do the repetitive work, I think uh, mavericks uh, won't be able to keep keep the mojo intact. Okay. If if they get into you know repetitive mm-hmm. cycle cyclic jobs, to keep their creativity uh, f- fueled. You have to throw them with, you know, new things, new challenges, okay. new, new new stuff all the time. Otherwise, the enthu is definitely going to go okay. down. And you will see that same person is getting irritated, it's, it's, it's shouting on other people, it's getting angry and stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. But but when a, when a maverick is in creating something, you will never see him off mood. He will be always joyous, no matter in what big challenge you have to put them in. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm finding that. How do you see rules? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, this is a tricky question. I don't want to give you the whole story, but I think rules are important for keeping the order. Yes. But, but many a times you have to disturb the order a little bit. Not a little bit, maybe just upside down. And uh, that's the time where someone has to not break the rule, bypass the rule. And that, you know, I, I, won't mind, I, I don't mind doing it. I have done it many a times and I'm not proud of it, but it was kind of inevitable, you know. Whenever, whenever it required for yeah. me to do some, some, not illegal, but kind of... Uh, I can, you can't abide by anything which is made by humans, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Because you are a human as well. Yes. And yeah. if if 10 people decide that, you know, this is uh, this is not the way, maybe you are the guy, you know, who, who knows a new way. And that time you have to upset these 10 people by yes. just bypassing whatever they have decided to. I have to say and to you. Know, and, and you have to wait till the join. You have to wait till. I have to say, that's the most tactful response I've had 
<laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't say break the rule because rules are important. Yeah. Depends on the rule. Have you always taken this maverick approach to business or was there a particular trigger? From what I read about you, but I, I just want, I want to ask you the same questions I asked everybody else. So were you always like this or something happened and you thought, from now on, I'm doing it like this? Yeah, it, it happens almost every day. You, that's why I said rules are important because you have to make a rule in a way where... I mean, you don't want to fail, number one. That's, that's the overall idea of running a business. That there is no other way. You just can't fail. Mm -hmm. You know, there is, there is no sh net, you know, below yeah. it. It's a, it's a trapeze show yeah. with, yeah. you know, a, a fire well beneath. So there, there is no net. So you just can't fail. You have to, yeah. So I have done it many a times. Like, like uh, we used to give these huge discounts when we start the business, even even till like last year, that because we were so enthusiastic about doing these projects and we were like, I know that the to keep the show running, you have to plant trees every day. Yeah. So that you, you have to keep on getting new projects. So if the client asks for a big discount and say, you know, we, we won't don't we don't have a budget as because this we can't pay this one. You used to say, okay, okay, okay. But what happened was we didn't have enough money to pay our salaries. Yeah. So yeah. on one fine day, I just woke up. You know, just one email to everyone. From today on, there are no discounts. This is the costing. Whoever wants it, come in. Otherwise, say bye-bye. And yes, change happened. And if, if, if that, and, and, and it, I have done it with many other things. And I have seen that it doesn't work many times. Maybe you make a, you set a new rule and that doesn't work. You don't have to be egoistic enough to just abide by that. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. That's why, that's why the empathy. Okay. You change okay. it, you change it, but with the same acumen, with the same determination. Okay, that yesterday it was a rule, today it's a new rule. We'll forget whatever we were doing yesterday. Okay. Today let's okay. If it doesn't work, we're going to change it again. Okay. okay. Are you always a maverick or do you choose to be so at times? Like at the moment, you're talking to me, you know what I'm doing. Here I can be as crazy as I like, Yeah. Tomorrow you're going into a business meeting. You want Samsonite to sign the next big contract, yeah? They're only going to handle four out of ten here. Mm -hmm. Shabazz, and you need to calm this down. Do you do that? Do you... All the time. Okay. And is this choice to do this, is it conscious or unconscious? It's unconscious. It's unconscious. Okay. Like uh, many, uh, the, uh, there's a friend of mine and a uh, really close friend of mine and she she has seen me in, in such environments as well when I'm talking to a mm -hmm. prospective mm -hmm. client or uh, when I'm talking to someone I've met for the first time and uh, she says that you, 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 you like, uh, like, like, like I pretend to be someone else but that's not the case. It's, it's just me. Yeah. But, yeah. but. I, I can always create the kind of impression which I want to create rather than just giving my 100% to a person. I know what what part of me should be exposed okay. to. Okay, excellent. What are the advantages and disadvantages of being a maverick in business? Those who don't want to pay, they know, you know, they, they have just downloaded the methodology, they're going to use it and make their own for us. Okay. So you're catering to everyone, yeah. but only the paying guys are coming to you. 
Excellent. And what are the advantages? You said that was the disadvantage. Yeah. The advantage is people listen to you. Okay. If you are known, if you are known that this guy makes sense, you have to be a successful maverick for that. You know, you can't be just a... <laughs> yeah. So if you have done something successfully and in a very extraordinary way, uh, not the way anyone would have thought before, people listen to you, even yes. if you could share. Yes. Yes. So many, many a times, you know, people just start imitating you by just doing exactly what you are. So if I'm drinking beer by an interview, probably they'll go to a job interview and start drinking beer. <laughs> that, that's how they screw it up. But yes, people listen to you. And that's a beautiful thing. Because, uh, because I think that's the point uh, where you earn it, you know. You, you have to earn people's attention. No matter how much money you pay to them. Yeah. They listen to me and, you know, this is a hundred dollar bill and just listen to me. That doesn't have to yeah. pay attention. That's Wonderful. I really liked what you said about there isn't, uh, like, we don't fit in a club. What I'm trying to create, it's just it's a good time to tell you, is I know that Mavericks are lone wolves. They're always, they, they, they step in and out when they want to. Does that make sense? What I'm doing is creating a movement so that if they want to learn from other people like them, there's this space where they can do it. But it's not about having a badge and you have to belong to this. It's not like that. It's about my vision for what I'm doing is that I firmly believe in here's to the crazy ones. I just mm -hmm. took it to a different level. What I did was I took that idea and said, we're talking about these crazy ones like they're in the past tense. What about all the people who are crazy now? Yeah. And what I'm doing is I'm finding a vehicle, and because I happen to be a coach, I'm also mm -hmm. coaching them because I understand them. So they're the different things I'm offering. And the big challenge is just trying to get the rest of the world. I'm on mm -hmm. the first year like you. I'm on that white piece. I have no intention of staying there. I do, and, and I work like... Just on a tangent, you know, I work I work like I'm a successful millionaire entrepreneur. I wake up at half past five, I start working. I've been for a run, I've had my shower, I work all day. I never switch off, right? I yeah. act because the thing is, you know, you're an Indian guy. You watch The Three Idiots. <laughs> you, have you seen The Three Idiots? The Bollywood yes. movies. Yes. You know, yes. my favourite quote is on the middle of my wall at the back, yeah? Don't chase after success. Yes. Chase after being worthy, then the, then success will chase after you. So all I do is I just chase after being worthy. And Oi. that and that's why I've come this far. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I I I I I can feel that energy. But sometimes they just make sense to themselves. It's it's the power of making the rest of the world see sense in what they're doing. But, which is okay because my mom yeah. wanted me to stick to the company. Yeah. She knew I won't get married in an Indian arranged marriage system if I don't have a job. Yeah. I mean, running a company or not, or being unemployed. There is there is not even a thin line in between. It's the same thing. In You're talking to an Indian girl. I understand this completely. <laughs> completely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get back. This is so fantastic. Right. Please. Has age and experience altered your Maverick approach? And if so, how have you grown? Hmm. I think 24 is that age that 
you, you, you build that whatever you are going to be for the rest of your life is decided when you are 24. After 24, okay. you don't, don't change much. And uh, I, I'm, I'm 29 now. I'll, I'll be 30 in November this year. So I think uh, for past five years, I have that utter clarity in my mind that uh, what is wrong, what, I mean, there is no right or wrong in the world, right? It's just what you do and what you feel right. Or it's, it's all about perspective. So those perspectives get set by age 24. Uh, this is just, just probably it's bullshit, but this is what I have observed. So I think, yes, uh, age plays a role uh, and experience definitely, especially the bad experiences mm -hmm. rather than good ones. Okay. So, until you have reached a stage where there was, there is absolutely no money in your pocket, not even money for food, and you are traveling in a bus, you know, from one point to the other, and you don't have money to buy the ticket, and, you know, you have to solve it somehow. Yeah. That's the experience which, which is going to, you know, bring the real character out of you, bring the real man out of you. Yeah. And once you get through those stuff, which is very incidental, you know, you can't put yourself into an experience like this. There is no school which can take you to a field trip where you have no money in the pocket and you have to survive in the world. Yeah. That just does not happen. You have to live a life and, and, and take the kind of challenge and risk which comes to you to go through that experience. And that experience, no, no one, you know, no one can... Uh, yeah. give you yeah. what, what you are going to absorb out of it. Do you know one of, the, one of the things that I'm working with for the future is what happens if an education system did give you that? You never know, you know, 25 years yeah. later when this person is going, when the student is going to be in the world outside, yeah. you don't know what the kind of challenges which are, like, exactly. just to be exactly. example, when, when I studied in school, I didn't know how to handle internet. But now, everything is on, on the internet. Yeah, you learn. 15 years, yeah, you have to learn constantly. Today, we are teaching, you know, programming languages in the school and the internet and everything, how to make an app. Everything is taught in the school. But by the time these kids go out in the world, it won't be app. It won't be about be apps. Something else. It won't be about internet. Yeah. It'll be probably about ecology, you know. Okay. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what aspects of your business are you most maverick in, do you think? Uh, right now, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you the timeline basis. First year, it was all about branding. Okay. So, and even now, you know, I'm, I yeah, know that... You love know, the t-shirt. So, Absolutely uh, love it. Yeah. So, number one, first year, branding. Uh, second year, get getting more business. So, I have tried many different ways. Like, for branding, we didn't have money to spend so absolutely zero money has been spent on marketing of this company it's all about you know word of mouth mm -hmm. and just going out there and wearing these t-shirts all the time you yeah know? maybe a ceo you know going in a bus bus you know a normal uh, a public bus but i will always wear this t-shirt so that even if one person looks at it he may you know ask you know what is this what is this yes and it's yeah we are like and, and we have like the Mission statement written. Oh, stand up, turn around. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we are on a mission to bring our forest back. We do it by creating them and then www.forest.com. 
So this was the rule, you know. Okay, yes. so you walk around in your T-shirt. Yes. And that's, okay. So, all the time. So okay. first year was all about branding. Right. Okay. And, 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 and that branding, uh, you know, maybe we, we got clients or not, but what happened was uh, it had a, what do you call, recall value. That whenever it occurred to someone, oh, we are doing a tree tree plantation in like in a company, yeah, yeah, yeah. meeting is happening, and it's a very catchy name. Yes, because what we do, like in Hindi, we say "hamara naam, hamara kaam." So a forest, yeah, is making forest. A forest does afforestation. Yeah, a pagal, <laughs> yeah, pagal kuri, company, the crazy ones dot org. Yes, 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 yes. So it's it's important and it's yeah. very important. Uh, is as important as you know uh, uh, your actual work. Yes. The, the, the kind of packaging it needs, okay. the kind of labeling. So that happened. That's where all my 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 and my creativity and everything went into. Uh, we used to go to different conferences, have a set up a stall there, and everyone who used to come. We had not, not much work to show because it's a forest. It takes two years to yeah. reach where we can show it. So I used to show them the Miyawaki forest pictures from Japan right. and whatever the forest we made in Toyota. Somehow, you know, improvising on yeah. the market content. And later on, you know, six months later when we got our first project, second project, third project, just putting pictures of those ones. Uh, ultimately, uh, second year onwards, most of the attention was... Uh, getting more business, but I failed in that. I, I, you know, totally failed in that because I didn't know how to run a business. You have to have that experience. You know, I had always worked in industry in a mm. very standardized industry where you don't even negotiate on prices. It's like, yeah, if you have all the quality checkpoints, you know, you pay the price what the person is asking. That, that was Toyota. So, so I, I kind of failed in my business in the second year and then, by all the hard ways, I finally learned it. Now, today, my focus is on team building, yeah. getting a right team for the job, and quality. Yeah. Every project we touch, we should be 100% confidence from day one that we are going to deliver a beautiful before and after yeah. picture in, in a period of seven to eight months. Okay. If so that is not happening, I am just not walking into the project. Now, I'll tell you how we do differently the quality. We in, in, in Toyota production system, there is something called key performance indicator. So we have three different KPIs, the growth rate of trees, the survival rate of trees, and how much girth, you know, uh, they, they are yeah. getting. And every 300 trees we plant, 10 trees are measured every month for okay. these KPIs. And this is the KPI which, you know, I'm, I'm monitoring in a way where we used to achieve one meter per year, the average growth rate. Today, in fourth year of running this company, it's 2.4 meters per year. So in three years, wow. we have increased it by 250. Okay, excellent, excellent, excellent. How do you balance being a maverick with home life? A home life is, is kind of screwed up in a way where uh, my parents are not much happy with the kind of uh, timeline of you know family building. I'm, I'm not abiding by that. Ideally, I should have got married by now and uh, my mother would have been 
much more happier than what she is right now. So yeah, uh, you can't have have it all, right? Somewhere the sacrifice has to be. I think uh, it's worth a sacrifice. Your your achievement probably it's 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 worth a sacrifice. I mean, yeah. come on. And, 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is any part of being a maverick related to the legacy you want to leave behind? I think no, it doesn't matter. Fair enough. And it doesn't matter because, because yeah. it's your work that counts, not, not your name. And legacy is all about, you know, who did it. Yeah. But it hardly matters who did it. Yeah. 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 You don't need to know probably the house in which you are living. Yeah, long as we got independence, it didn't matter if it was Gandhi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That will eventually happen. I mean, yeah. but who cares, man? Yeah, exactly. And he probably never cared, you know. He used to be a person who walks naked on the street. Exactly. You know? He, you know, a lot of it is not about ego. It's just about, often I find it's just about doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. Somebody had yeah. to do it. I've got yeah. the skills and gifts to do it, so I should yeah. do it. Yes, and do it for yourself. And do, do it for yourself. yourself. Yeah. I always say to people, if I could do this and nobody even know who I was, I would prefer that. Yes, yes. And you know, that's 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 the fun. Because now all all the excitement about that you being the only person who know about it is is to you. No, to you know, me. When, when, when you see somebody admiring your work and you are standing next to the person, and, and they say, wow, what a beautiful forest. And you're just listening there, you know. Yeah. Then, then you yeah. don't even have to say that I made it. I, I do exactly the same. You know, when people say to me, oh, my God, you how did you achieve getting all these people? You know, I always say, even when I said to you when, in your email, it's genuine. I'm just the messenger. It just so happens to be that Yes. I happen to be a fairly powerful messenger. That's all. Okay. How much... Something to happen, it happens. Exactly. Um, mavericks tend to be risk takers. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest risk you've taken in business to date? Uh, spending all my money uh, till a point where I knew that... Uh, like, there was a time where I knew that there was no project in pipeline for probably next six months. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to make a decision today that whatever the small chunk of money is left, should we spend that money in going to a new conference and set up a stall there and you know show our work because there is one percent chance that we may get a new business. Okay. Okay. We did that and we didn't get any business. So even that money was gone. Okay. And okay. then there was this blank void of no money coming in. We don't have any investors. We have already exhausted all our resources, people from, we can, you know, borrow some money. Yeah. yeah. That's the risk. And, and we failed there. And I think coming out of that whole cycle was, was the biggest experience. Okay. okay. I don't want to live it again, but I'm glad that I have that. Excellent. Yeah. What happens to Bez is that some people I interview, they've got business after business after business, okay? You said earlier on something really powerful, which was about, you know, we only look at mavericks who are successful. Mm. It's hard enough for me to find successful mavericks to learn about success and failure from. How was I going to find unsuccessful mavericks? So one way I did it was I asked the next few questions, yeah? So, my first question is, how many ventures have you taken in the past five years? Is it just the A Forest? Okay. 
what would you consider are the characteristics of a successful venture? Success according to Subhaz Sharma. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you from the angle of business. Today, successful ventures are considered to be ventures which are funded. And I think that's a very wrong notion. Successful venture means you don't have any liability, number one. You don't have to pay any bank or an investor back the money. You are making profits today. What you sell, the services, the products or anything, gives you back more money than you spend on it. I think that's successful. Whether it is a small shop or a big company as big as Facebook. Of these ventures, that the one you're doing, how... Okay, so you've got the one. Is it successful according to the definition you just gave me? Excellent. 100%. <laughs> what leads to successful execution of a venture? You know, there's a lot written about innovation, right? The biggest challenge, I've got this fantastic idea. It's amazing. All these people have yet said, they're me. It means fuck all in this world unless I can execute it. So, like, if you look at, I have this little post-it note. Everything mm -hmm. I do, how am I perfectly going to execute this? So, mm -hmm. my question to you is, what leads to successful execution of a venture, business, project? Teams. Excellent. What do you do that makes the venture successful? What did Subez bring to the table? I think I, I bring optimism. That's, that's the key. That's the sugar. Okay. Okay. The whole team doesn't know. They, they know their job. So yeah. my accountant knows that she's all about money. Yeah. She's all about yeah. finance, raising invoices. My execution guy, my site site supervisor, he knows that you know he's all about mixing biomass in the soil and planting trees and you know just following the procedure. My executive director knows that his job is to you know talk to the clients, get business and everything. But what shows them? Who shows them the vision of at least next two years yeah. and scale their uh, 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 dreams? I mean, they have their dreams. They, and that's the reason why they are working for a company like you Yeah. ultimately. And it has to be a very big picture. Yeah. A picture yeah. which is as big as, you know, that, that whole earth is your canvas. It's blank. Yeah. Just yeah. start making these forests. And when you look from Google Earth, you know, this barren piece of land will get converted into a forest if all of us do our do job. Right? Excellent. I think they, they probably are not dreaming that big right now. And, and that's my job, you know, to bring in that kind of optimism that this is possible. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and if you, if you spoke to any of my mavericks, not one of them, after I'd interviewed them, would say that I'm not going to get Richard Branson. <laughs> because it's not an option. It's yes, not an yes, option. That's not an option. Yeah. Right. When a venture is unsuccessful, what do you think are the main reasons for failure? The sanity of a uh, top guy. Okay. okay. As a maverick, what are you afraid of? Today I'm afraid of nothing. Excellent. You've already touched on this, 
But I want to ask you, how important is team to you as a maverick? You know, a lot of people say mavericks, they're lone wolves. They don't work with a team. They just want to be the wow, wow, wow. You know, so I'm asking the maverick, how important is team to you? You know, ideas are next to nothing. First, there is nothing, then there is an idea. There is no line in between. You can say there is bloody nothing or there is not even an idea. Ideas are always next to nothing. If your idea is small, you can do it alone. I have no doubt. 4chan was built by just one single person. He didn't have a team. Yeah, he is a maverick, by the way. Okay. Christopher Poole, I've met him once, but yeah, anyways, now he don't run 4chan anymore, he's just given it away, but anyways, coming back to it, so ideas are next to nothing, if your idea is small, you can just, you know, be on your laptop and build whatever, as a maverick, probably, yes, but if you are someone who dreams big, you need a team as much as you need yourself, Okay. so if you have decided that you are going to put your one ear into this particular project. You need a team which puts in at least 10 years into the same project. Okay. okay. Only then magic is Okay. Does being a maverick affect your approach to leadership? You know, I'm trying to understand, do people who are mavericks, do they lead in a different way? Yes, yes they do. So what do you do? So give, explain. You know what, uh, leadership, entrepreneurship, uh, being the CEO, all these things, let's, let's keep aside. Ultimately, as a person, my goal is to bring back the lost forest on earth. Okay. That's okay. what my company does. What, what an amazing goal to have, for starters. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. yeah, so you have to have like at least this one line which, which drives you, you know. So it, it helps you in taking decisions, you know. Uh, that what's your goal? Are you moving one step towards your goal? So that's why you have to have a goal like this. But anyways, coming back to the point, the leadership point, uh, you know, uh, if you have a goal like this and you have a team which is working with you to move towards that goal, if every day you are moving one step towards the goal, regardless of whether you are making money or not, whether you are a good leader or not, whether you dress well or not, whether you speak well or not, whether you inspire people or not, if you are moving one step towards the goal, it's all right. Okay. So when it comes to leadership, I don't want to be people, people should get impressed by me or people should believe in me or people should agree with me. What is much more important is I may bullshit in the boardroom, but if the conclusion of this meeting is me by swallowing up my ego and you know listening to the solution which is absolutely against what my thoughts were, still if you're if it is taking me much one more step towards the goal, let me digest. Okay. Okay. If I wouldn't have been uh, if I would have been just a MBA leader, yeah, who has to get you know his point proven regardless of. Yeah. What's the big, big agenda is? I would have fights, altercations, many people. And any, anyways, another example. Like, we are running a small company. We have a six-people team. Okay. Now, one of my employee uh, today, she told me that tomorrow she has to go for her uh, son's admission in the school, and because the money was not arranged on time, uh, today tomorrow is the last day, and she can't come to office. She has to do it. 
So the first thing which came into my mind was, why didn't you ask me? Why didn't you took the money from the company account? Yeah, you yeah. Paid, paid back the company later. I mean, it's not like that it is occurring to me or I'm trying to help her or not. Yeah. But it is so very obvious. Obvious, yeah. Okay. All of us are running this, this company, you know. We are not, my position in the company is as equal to as much as my accountant. We okay. are in the same team. team. And this is pooled in money. We have earned it together. Yeah. So when we need it, we should be the first person, you know. I have equal, and she has equal right on that money as much as I have. Wonderful. Because we have, we have earned it together, right? Yes. It doesn't matter that, 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 you know, we are just taking our salaries, but the money in the account, it's it's a, it's a uh, collaborative uh, uh, pool. It's not like it belongs to someone else. Yeah. So I think, uh, again, as I said, you know, courage and blah, 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 and the empathy, it has to blend in together. And, and that's the kind of leadership which... Uh, which only a combination of all these things can deliver. Okay. How and where did you get your permission to be a maverick? I mean, every no you get, every time somebody says that, you know, this is not going to work, every, every time you share something and people laugh on your face, this has happened, by the way. Oh, all the time. Yes. All the time. The, every laugh is a stamp of approval. Go ahead, do it, go ahead. Love it. it. <laughs> Love it. Okay. How are creativity and innovation related to being a maverick? I think uh, creativity a lot, uh, but more than innovation, I would uh, uh, put in consistency in between the creativity and, and, and innovation. You have to be consistent. You okay. have to keep delivering. I have enormously creative friends, but they are lazy. They don't want to work. They are people with ideas share their ideas yeah. and they this is wrong in the world, that's wrong in the world, this is a bad design, this is a good design, this is wrong, that's wrong. But where are you? You have not been working on whatever your thoughts are. So be consistent. I mean, today if I have, you know, written something on a piece of paper that this is what I'm going to do, until I do that, I should not write another piece of paper. So. I'm going to show you... Look at my windows. Yeah. That's, I don't work, I play, okay? Yeah. That's the things that are to be played with. Every time I have an idea, it goes there. Yeah. That is what I'm playing with. Yes. And that's what I've played with. I, you, know, you have nailed it. You have nailed it. The, the vice president of Lego told me to photograph my window because he likes what I'm doing. Yeah. Mavericks tend to be learners. What are yes. you a student of? Arts. Excellent. Excellent. Do you draw on other Mavericks in any way? All the time. Okay. <laughs> you think I was doing with Miyawaki method of afforestation? Miyawaki is the boss. Yeah. I'm just admirer. Okay. Yeah. Is there anyone who's a Maverick that inspires you? Uh, there's this guy called Marshin. He runs uh, an organization called Open Source Ecology. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a TED fellow as well, given a TED talk. You probably should, you should Google his name and find Open Source Ecology and Marshin's stuff. I'm doing a project with him this September in, in Kansas. I just love what he's doing. Okay. He, makes, he, 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 he makes these uh, machines 
uh, which do exactly the same thing which an industrial machinery does and uh, takes the blueprint, takes the procedure of how to make this machine and uploads it on the internet so that people can just download the whole plan, make the whole machine in their own workshops and do exactly the same thing for what they would have spent like $200,000. Yeah. They can just get it done in like $35,000. Okay. So and, 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 and like do it yourself. So that's why open source ecology. And okay. he has made 50 of such machines using which you can make a global village okay. which has all the good, good things of life. And at, at, a, at a dirt cheap cost. Okay. <laughs> what I want you, to, what I'm going to suggest you do is because of the learning that you like, I've just, I've only just set up my website like a week ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on the website and on the Facebook page, because I, I'm a researcher, I'm constantly absorbing innovation. So if you look on Facebook, I'm constantly whacking information where you're. What's your Facebook page? I haven't seen. It, the Facebook page is thecrazyones.org. Okay. Yeah. And okay. on there, every morning I get up and like this morning I'm finding about how somebody created a drone that is based on origami and it fits into your pocket. So I'm constantly putting information up. Remember, I, my, my passion is, if you look on the website, what I want to do is I'm a guest innovator. I, go into, I want to go into companies because you know those connections like you made with Toyota and Forestry. My yeah. brain does that for everything. Yes. And then to help people be the best version of themselves. So I just thought because of what you're saying, you might like the stuff I'm putting up. Sure. What do you have to suffer and sacrifice because you're a maverick? So one of the things you said is like, you know, people's expectations because your mum wanted you to do anything else. Sleep. Okay. Relax, sleep. Yeah. What motivates you as a maverick? What makes you jump out of bed and say, today, Subez, you're going to go into a forest, you're going to do this? Oh, uh, well, every new leaf which I see on, on the plants we have planted, uh, that, that keeps me moving uh, to do what I do. Uh, yeah, you forget the business, the, the, the whole... Uh, fame and the dead stuff and that, that's okay but but yeah what is more important is whether my plants are growing or not okay, okay. Excellent. excellent is any part is of being a maverick related to finding out who you are and what you're capable of uh, capability is something which has to be explored so okay. I, I don't have a certain answer I mean it's, it's called you know the fully matured man only a fully matured man can answer about his capability because okay. and a fully matured man is what, like five seconds before he dies? Only yeah. Sometimes not even then. Yeah. It's not an age. No, I think the question I'm trying to ask is like yeah. you know, you're a you're a maverick. Okay. Uh -huh. So yeah. is are you is part of being a maverick nothing to do with what other people think about you, but is it about is it about finding out who you are, what you could actually do in this world if you kept. Oh, well, uh, I think answer would be yes, mm -hmm. but I should say it with, with extreme uh, precaution mm -hmm. or maybe against my better judgment because 
I don't know if I have lived that kind of life yet okay. where uh, I would even claim that I know like a small person. Okay. Of me. It's, okay. It's very, yeah. Do you like being a maverick? Yeah, yeah, but it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> we know that we know that it's tough. Yeah. If it was easy, people like us wouldn't be interested. <laughs> do, you yeah. think, do you think is being a maverick important or a responsibility in any way? Is being a maverick being important or being responsible in any way? I mean, yeah, in, in, in such the kind of times uh, which, which the world is facing and, and, and the kind of challenges which you have, you can't do it with the kind of qualifications of status quo. You have to have mavericks for solving global warming. You have to have mavericks for taking man to what outer space. So yep, yeah, that's what <laughs> it says. That's what it says on my website. Yeah. The mavericks, the the crazy ones, solve the world's wicked problems. Yes, you know what uh, George Bernard Shaw said that uh, the world is is is. The world always moves in direction of unreasonable men. Yes. Because the yes. reasonable man will always uh, reason and, yes. and, and, yes. Find and fit in. But only those who don't fit in, the yes. unreasonable yes. ones, you know, they are going to decide the new rules of the world. Exactly. And the rest of them has to just, just upgrade themselves to the new rules. Do you know, when I lived in London, I lived down the road to the village where um, Sir George Bernard Shaw lived. Wow. And, and okay. what I did was I actually went to his house. And um, in his garden, right, what he had was he had a shed, a garden shed. But because he liked to write in the sunshine, he had it on a turntable so he could rotate the shed. So he got the best light for reading. What a genius. Yeah, do you know what? It's really funny because I'm one of those people, I'm so interested in so many things... That's why I can see connections that other people can't see. Like, I love arts. I love creativity. You know, like, you're a maverick who's planting trees. I've got mavericks who are teaching team building by designing patterns in the sand. Yes, yes. You know, there's loads of crazy ones out there. Now that you've nearly finished the interview, we've only got about five, six questions left. On a scale of t 1 to 10, how maverick are you? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. What advice would you give to someone who feels they're a maverick so that they can be the best maverick they can possibly be? Sure and then. Excellent. How do you promote and serve other people to be maverick? What happens is a lot of these questions, Sabaz, I, did, I started off with about 16 questions. The questions came from the mavericks so this uh -huh. question came from, you know, G Adventures, the big travel company? Uh -huh. So Bruce Poon tip from G Adventures, he said a lot of mavericks are so interested in themselves, but what do uh -huh. they do to promote the people who are mavericks as well? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me put it this way. Like today... Everyone is all about entrepreneurship. You know, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And there is so much promotion uh, being done around entrepreneurship. But how many of good entrepreneurs you get out of all these forums, you get yeah. out of these, these circles? 
No, the good entrepreneur is working really hard in, in his in his dorm or his in his lab. You're gonna meet them two years later, but through their products. Then that's why I said show and tell. Excellent. So I don't believe in you know all these circles and and like like the book the the secret came out and everyone is all about you know making those plans and putting things on the board. What do you have that that uh, imagination mm-hmm. thing? Oh, vision yeah. boards. Law of attraction and yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is doing that rather than working really hard mm. on meaningful things, you know. And the rest oh. of the things will follow. You don't have to imagine about about materialistic things, you know. They're they're imagining about cars rather than imagine about getting your job done in office on time. The car yeah. will come. You know? Yeah, will come. you know what? Sometimes what happens is between you and me. Mm-hmm. They spend so much energy on the vision board, but you yeah, know, the vision is doing the vision board is the easy part. Yes, the work that gets you there. It's like you know now people are saying to me, "Oh, you did this, you did that." I'm telling you, I have no idea how many emails I sent. I have no yeah. idea how many people didn't even look at me. What yeah. I didn't do was I didn't give up. Yes. Yes. Right. And that's the only thing which can get you from point A to B. Yes, I didn't get here in 18 months with these people with no business contacts whatsoever because I put it on a vision board. Yeah. I did because it because I put the work in. It's okay, as simple yes. as that. Yes. Yes. Okay. So coming 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 to the question that how would you serve or uh, or, or advise or support yeah. people being mavericks? I think they don't need that. Leave them alone. That's yeah. the best way how you can serve. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They will. They will come to you if they need you. Mavericks. Yes. Will will be so direct and 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 so approachable at the same time. Yeah. That one to the other, and and you know you have that eye for the talent. Yeah. You know if this person is just by Richard Branson will know if he is just someone who is being aspired by him and just want to have a selfie with him or. is the guy who has just come to ask that one question mm. which is going to you know change his life forever yes they know they know it so yeah. leave the maverick alone yeah. they will find their own way the yeah. maverick will come on exactly what's your biggest challenge right now team Build, building a strong team okay my last research paper was about how to take a dysfunctional team and make it the most strongest team possible that's what i did before i did this yeah yeah if you could have a superhero power mhm what would it be flying as a maverick would you do mm-hmm. for fun what i do for fun i mean i do all the normal people stuff i mean come okay on. <laughs> yeah just going out with i have very close friends since my childhood like, okay my 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 oldest friends are whom I uh, befriended when we were like three years okay, old, and okay. they are like still still friends. friends. Okay. So I have a very close and a big group of friends, and I spend a lot of time with the friends. Okay. I shared with you the quote from the Free Idiots. You know, what's one quote that defines you as a maverick? Do you have something that you kind of live your life past? It's it's always around you. Is that? Do you have something? Yeah, I have something which is on my computer, and because I don't want to change a single word out of it, I'll just read it. Okay. 
uh, it's by this great director called Werner Herzog. And he said, you don't move mountains with money, you move mountains with faith. Absolutely true. Yeah. It's so, absolutely true. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm reading a book by him. It's called uh, The Conquest of the Useless. What's it called? The Conquest of the Useless? Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, his, his work. Okay. And this book is about uh, a film he made in 80s, 1980s. Okay. Called Fritz, Fritz Caraldo. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What would you... Last question. What would you like to have been asked that I haven't asked you? Mm. What would I like to I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe about my company. And, uh, one question I really like. Uh, uh, I, I got interviewed by this landscape and architecture magazine from Korea. Luck magazine. And they, they asked the story about my logo of company and everything. But it has nothing to do with the Maverick interview, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. It's, don't really, know. it's really interesting. I interviewed um, Marty Cooper. Mm -hmm. And Marty Cooper is the man who invented the handheld cell phone. Yes, I'm like, my God. Right? <laughs> you know what he told me? Yeah. At the end of the interview, right? This bagel kuri patani kithe Okay, so... <laughs> I interview him and I said, you know, so what do you think? And he turned around and he told me, okay, that he gets interviewed all the time. Uh -huh. He said, I get interviewed by CNN. He goes, yesterday, Billy, I got interviewed by Bloomberg. Okay. I said, okay. He said, I'm telling you now, yours was the most creative interview I've yes. ever done. <laughs> right? Which it is, which it is. And yes. then I told him what I was doing after the end of the interview and he's agreed that no matter what I produce, he's yeah. endorsing it. <laughs> lovely, lovely. And then lovely. his wife came in because we was talking like this. His wife walked into the room and um. I said hello to her. And they live in San Diego. Uh -huh. So me being yak, 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 went, oh, we're coming to San Diego in November. Do you know Marty Cooper is taking me out for dinner? Oh, my God. Okay. Seriously. I... Nice, nice, he he nice. said, if he's free, he wants to take me and my partner out for dinner. Because uh -huh. I said, oh, Marty, when I come to San Diego, I'll take you for dinner. He goes, no, I will take you for dinner. So oh, he, wow. does, he doesn't know this, right? Nobody knows this. I'm telling you, okay? The day he, that we're going there, if it's on the day we fly into San Diego, which I'm hoping it is, it's actually me and my boyfriend, me and my, I should say husband, but we just call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. It's our first anniversary. And I'm Mark. going to have my photo with Marty Cooper, put it on the crazy ones page to say, for my first wedding anniversary, <laughs> this is my husband, but this is Marty Cooper. He designed the he designed the mobile phone. Sorry, Charlie, I'm going out with him. <laughs> that's that's the that's the real definition of crazy one, and that's how it's gonna fit in. So you know, the thing is, crazy ones is so amazing 